The time has come for us to gather and to say our goodbyes to the earthly remains of Deacon Alonzo Pettis. As we prepare to gather, just a couple of things we want to share with you all. Uh, we've given um, permission for deacons and ushers to remain as far as this service is concerned, while at the same time maintaining our social distance because we're still in a pandemic. I want to commend our ushers for doing a wonderful job as far as maintaining uh, the protocols that we have here at the St. Paul Church. So thank you all so very much for being so gracious with them as they carry out their responsibilities. I also want to thank our deacons for being sentinels as far as the remains of our dearly departed is concerned. That being said, as we prepare to move forward as far as to call the worship and to give support to Sister Karen and the rest of the family and friends who have come from near and far, we thank God for the life, the love, and the legacy of Deacon Alonzo Pettis. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal, and yet we are reminded of the fact that death for a Christian is not the end, but merely a transition from life temporal to life eternal. I'm going to ask that at this time, uh, Reverend Brenda Richardson, she's going to come and give us our call to worship and invocation. And then we will have the opening song when we all get to heaven. You do not have to stand. Uh, Sister Evelyn uh, will usher us into the throne room of God's grace with her melodic praise and then Reverend Richardson will continue to give leadership as far as these services are concerned. Do me a favor, just put your hands together if you know that Brother Pettis was a blessing to you. Oh, I think we could do a whole lot better than this. Some of us haven't been in church in a month of Sundays. We can celebrate and give God praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so very, very much. But this is the day that the Lord has made. I say this is the day that the Lord has made. We will just be glad about it. Amen. What a wonderful day this is to celebrate a life well lived. A beautiful, beautiful man. Amen. Can you agree with me on that? We're going to celebrate like never before. A life well lived in the Lord. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed is your name. Even at this time of sorrow, we glorify your name right now. Holy Spirit, come in this place. Saturate every pew. Saturate every individual, every person, God. Bless this family in a mighty, mighty way. Comfort them, God, as only you can. God, we're excited about a celebration of their life of Deacon Alonzo Pettis. So now, Lord, let everything we do glorify and magnify your holy and righteous name. 
What an awesome day to be before the Lord and his people as we worship and worship in spirit and in truth. Let us all say amen, amen, and amen. I wonder if it's well with your soul today. Is it well with your soul today? Is it well? 
Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. We will now have our Old Testament reading by Reverend Rosia Blue, followed by our New Testament reading by Reverend Annie Gant, and then we will have a musical selection by Ms. Tanisha Carr. Our Old Testament reading comes from Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The word of God for the people of God. I will be reading the New Testament uh, from the Gospel of John, Scripture, chapter 14, 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And wherever I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not where thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. May you receive a blessing from the hearing and the reading of those words. 
you, Sister Carr, for blessing us in such a magnificent way. Now we will transition to our tributes. And I don't know about you, but it is one of the parts of the celebration that I love the most because it paints a picture for us of our dear departed one. And we're going to learn a lot more about Deacon Alonzo Pettis within these tributes. So we have three persons that are prepared to do their tributes. I ask that you would go to my right, your left, and if you would uh, limit your comments and your tribute to around two minutes, not because we're in a hurry, but we want to be thoughtful and considerate of the family and how they feel during this day. Amen? Amen. So the persons that we have are Mr. James Black. Deacon David Jones will represent the ushers ministry. And then Deacon Dot Barnes, chairman of the deacons, if you would come in that order. I know Pete Pettis loved the Lord. I know for myself because our love relationship, we had a love relationship, not a friendship, a love relationship. And that love relationship because of his aware and, and caring about himself. He had a lot of courage. A lot of courage. And I think a lot of people in here know that. He was a good worker, hard worker. And one thing I know he had that got me closer to him, his faith. He had a lot of faith. He lived on his faith. And faith keep us together. And faith kept our love together. I love his faith. I love his way of life. I, I remember a few days before he passed, I called him. He said, what are you doing? I said, teaching fish how to swim. He said, how can you do that? I said, Jesus said, if you follow him, he'll teach you to become fishermen of men. I said, Pete, you've been teaching me how to fish. I said, I've been following your faith a long time. And I think if all of us think about his faith and follow that faith he had, we'll be better off. God bless everybody. Thank you. Charge of all our lives. 
support this ministry. And to the family, I'd like to say a few words to my friend. They told me to speak over the ushers, but I'll tell you one thing. If you want a friend in your corner, Pettis was the one you'd like to have in your corner for a friend. He wanted to hug everybody in the church. I rode with him, and he rode with me. But being an usher, i never seen a dedicated usher like When you had a stroke some years ago, everybody thought he was going to be out. He came right on. He come with a walker. He come with a stick, a wheelchair, anything. He came to church. He stand on that door, ushering, and couldn't use it with one hand, but he would usher. A dedicated usher. And I loved him, and he loved me. But I'll tell you one thing. He loved it everybody because if he found out you were sick, he would buy a card and get everybody to sign that card and make sure that that person got that card. And he knew that anybody had passed, he would get a card and get everybody to sign that card and make sure that card back, get back to the family. Those of you that know Lonzo Pettis know that I'm telling the truth. He was a good man. I'm going to miss him. He called me two or three times a week. I called him two or three times a week. God is good. And all the time, when praises go up, amen. disciples, and special time pastor in the pulpit, associates. On behalf of the deacon ministry, I just want to say Pete was a deacon, a deacon indeed. As you've heard, if anyone was sick, and even on his sick bed, he would call me sometimes and say, Doc, so-and-so needs prayer, so-and-so is sick. So he was what we need as deacons, always. And on behalf of the deacon ministry, we wanted to give something to the family and to Karen. And it reads, in loving memory of Deacon Alonzo Pettis, St. Paul Baptist Church, Charlotte, North Carolina, Deacon's Family Ministry, April 3rd, 2021, Pastor Dr. Robert Scott. So we want to give his... May God bless you and know that we're here for you if you need anything. Blessings. Amen. That's all right. Amen. 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 Just a few acknowledgments. Um, I would like to say that um, Deacon Pettis and Miss Karen were a part of Sunday Morning Live, amen? They have been attending Sunday Morning Live all along and have continued even while he was at home. 
They have been a part of Sunday Sunday Morning Live virtual class led by Anthony Brown, and we're grateful uh, about that. And uh, I told Karen just uh, before everything started that um, Deacon uh, Alonzo made me think I knew what I was doing. Amen. He really did. And so we are glad that you've been a part of Sunday Morning Live. God bless you. He made his way over to the youth sanctuary every Sunday that he could. We also want to give acknowledgments from the office of Alma Adams, the U.S. House of Representatives for District 12. She has sent a proclamation to the family. We pray that that proclamation will be a blessing to you to be acknowledged by her office. Amen. We also want to acknowledge everyone that has assisted this family in such a wonderful way. Whether you've sent a card, a call, flowers, they will uh, recognize you in a more meaningful way later. But for today, they want you to know that they are so appreciative of your presence here today. Every smile, every concern that you've had for them, they are very appreciative and they want to thank you so very much. We want to ask you also that in the coming days, times will change and so the calls may become fewer. So we want to ask you, can you wrap your arms around this family? Amen. Can you do that? Can you comfort them when they need it? Can you call, continue the calls? They'll still need them. Amen. Please remember this family as they move forward in their time of sorrow and grief. We will now have a musical selection by Mr. Terrence Stewart. And then we will have the eulogy by Reverend Robert, Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott.
we give honor and respect to this family. Sister Karen, to your children, to his children, to all of those who have come from near and far to celebrate and commemorate the life of our beloved brother, Alonzo Pettis, uh, who was for me a wonderful joy to work with and to serve with as far as our church family is concerned. And I know that over the prior to the pandemic, he could not really get out like he wanted to. But whenever he could, we all know that he tried to make his way to the church. And he tried to serve faithfully. I think, Sister Karen, the thing that gets me about Brother Pettis is that he could come up with an, he had a legitimate excuse not to come and would still show up. And a whole lot of folks got health, life, and strength and won't even log on. Um, he, he is definitely, definitely going to be missed. I want to um, thank Reverend uh, Brenda Richardson for leading our worship experience and to our other associates, uh, Reverend again and Reverend Blue for doing a wonderful job. And to these wonderful singers who have blessed us in a tremendous way, can we celebrate and give God praise for them? Brother Stewart, we'll talk after church. I want to do a voice transplant if we could. Amen. Thank you, Scott, for lending your gift of music during this time into our media ministry, to our ushers who are always so faithful and dutiful at this time, and to our deacons ministry under the leadership of our chair, Sister Dot Barnes, who does a spectacular job as far as caring for this congregation. Um. I've said before and I continue to say again, it seems like God is taking the good ones. And I got a list if God just want to take somebody that I could submit. Now, whether or not he going to do it, that's a horse of a different color. But God knows I, I, I want some good folks to be left around whenever we come back into this sanctuary uh, to be able to worship God and to do the work that God would have for us to do. I'm mighty afraid that Brother Pettis was a Christian. I'm mighty afraid he was saved. And um, in saying that, uh, it makes this task of um, celebrating his life um, rather easy. Um, I want to, if I could, just lift up one verse of scripture from the book of Revelation. Chapter 14, verse 13. These words of printed as often said as we prepare to do a committal. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, 
that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. If I could put a tag just for a few brief moments, I just want to talk about Deacon Alonzo's blessing. Deacon Alonzo's blessing. July 12, 1940, 21st, 1944, Brother Alonzo came into this world on a mission to make a difference. On March the 26th, he left this world having made a difference. And so we come to reflect and to remember and reminisce about the life, the legacy, and the service of our dearly departed Deacon Alonzo Pettis. Deacon Pettis, a long time ago, decided to make Jesus his choice. And his relationship with God governed everything else he did from that point on. This confession influenced Brother Pettis to serve the Lord through the work here at the St. Paul Church. He worked faithfully as an usher. While synchronizing his life with the words of the psalmist, That allow for the Lord to do even greater works through him. What an honor of service and sacrifice we bring to bear as far as reminiscing and reflecting on his life. He demonstrated Christian faithfulness as he cared for various families while serving as a deacon. I want you to know that God honors and God basically rewards those who diligently serve him. To Sister Karen, to other family members and friends and fellow ushers and disciples, to those deacon sisters and brothers who serve with him, we have to admit he was faithful. In his deportment, he was not faithful until death. He was faithful through it. One of the things that I appreciate about Brother Pettis is that he did not let even his ailments prevent him from serving the Lord and the church. His whimsical smile coupled with his Gracious personality is going to be missed and forgotten. And anybody knows that if you serve as an usher, you got to have a good personality. Because church folks, when they come to church on Sunday morning, can be hell on wheels to deal with. You got to have a good department, good personality. 
to serve as an usher in the Lord's house, especially among colored Negro Afro-African-American church folk. Got to have a good personality. But even more importantly, when you become a deacon, it requires even more because folks will get messy with deacons trying to lure them into their schemes, but he knew who his God was. And he served this church with allegiance and loyalty and fidelity as he cared for his Judah tribe and making sure that people had what they need to be sustained spiritually. The songwriter was correct, Sister Karen, when he penned those words, may the works I've done speak for me. Yet, like many before him and many after him, Deacon Pettis remains face the common enemy we all will have to face one day. That common enemy is death. We can't escape it. We can't avoid it. We can't run from it. We can't prevent it. As long as the Lord tarries, one day all of us will be in this same predicament. That as long as the Lord holds back from coming to reclaim his church, all of us will face this same predicament. But yet, isn't it interesting that we're celebrating the life and the legacy of Deacon Alonzo Pettis in what is now called the resurrection tide as we wait to get Jesus up on tomorrow morning. This day is known as a silent Saturday. And it is silent because we hear nothing from God and we hear nothing from Jesus. But if you know anything about the tradition of the apostles, you do know that it is believed and recorded that Jesus descended into the shield, into the grave to preach a revival for those who were captive to know that there is something new that's coming that they've never experienced before. And because of Jesus' resurrection, death is not the end, but merely a transition from life temporal to life eternal. And so, interestingly, we are able to record, even in the writings of Revelation, how the works of those who die in the Lord shall speak for them. There's a blessing being connected to dying in the Lord. And I just want to uncover for the time that is mine what a few of those blessings look like. First of all, John states, blessed are the dead. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm still trying to figure out what's so wonderful about dying. The word blessed in this context literally means happy. So how can you be happy when someone is dead. How can you have a sense of joy when someone is dead? Sister Pettis, you spent 16 years connected to him as far as marital bliss is concerned, and now he's gone. How, how can you be happy about somebody dying? Uh, this is a paradox, but I want you to know that when you are saved by the blood of the Lamb, 
you partake in this paradox. The condition of being blessed, though dead, is something unique about dying in Jesus. That when you know who Jesus Christ is, in the pardon of your sin, you've already defeated death, and death no longer has the last word. The reason that we as Christians shout about the resurrection of Jesus Christ is because on that Friday afternoon, when he breathed his last breath, the devil thought he had won. Death thought everything was secure. The grave knew it had the victory. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power. And because he got up, one day we shall get up also. So that's why, that's why it's something to, to be said about dying in the Lord. And, and then John also mentions those who die in the Lord, die in the Lord. I, I, I want you to know that in order to die in the Lord, Sister Pettis, you got to live with the Lord. Let, let me say that again because y'all looking at me kind of suspect. In, in order to die in Jesus, you got to know who Jesus is for yourself. And, and when you know who Jesus is for yourself, it changes your character and your conduct. Uh, 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 even though his life was filled with service, and even though Deacon Pettis was faithful to his assignment, we know that in the last few years, his health really began to decline drastically, cutting into his ability to come to church and to serve as a deacon like he wanted to. But even though his health was debilitated, he did not let that stop him from doing the work of the Lord. That's why he was not faithful until death. That's why I maintain he was faithful even through death itself. I want you to know that it was his living that prepared for him to die in the Lord. It was his service that prepared for him to die in the Lord. It was his giving that prepared for him to die in the Lord. It was him serving as an usher and serving as a deacon and sending out cards and being a friend and being a husband and being a father and being an uncle and being a grandfather that allowed for him to be able to die in the Lord. I would dare say, beloved, that even in these times right now, folks don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It is in your character that prepares you to die in the Lord. I've discovered it's not your occupation. It's not your religious affiliation. It's not your church title that makes you ready for death. It is the work you do. It is your commitment to Christ that makes you acceptable to die in him. Last thing I want to drop on you is this, is that Brother Pettis has a blessing in the reason for his dying. And here it is, it's twofold. He will rest from his labors and his works will speak for him. Uh, Deacon Pettis is at rest and we know that even though he is no longer with us 
in bodily form. We do know that now he rests from his labors. He doesn't have to deal with declining health. He doesn't have to worry about going back into the hospital. He doesn't have to deal with doctors and nurses and needles or medicine. Uh, he, he is no longer at risk. He's no longer concerned about what's going to happen to him next. Pain racking his body, the state of his health condition. But I want you to know that he is able now to claim something that belongs to him. Uh, Brother Pettis, several years ago, had a major stroke. And for a lot of folks, a stroke will take you out. But for Brother Pettis, he allowed for that stroke to become the impetus for him to do more and to strive more. I, I, I want you to know he did not allow for the stroke to be an excuse for him not serving God. He, he, he did not allow for his limp to keep him from doing what the master wanted him to do. As a matter of fact, I, I want to contend that it was through his limp. It was through his stroke that he was able to be a greater testimony about the goodness of the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost. I, I don't know about you all. I've, I've only known Deacon Pettis for about four years. But in my four years of knowing him, I could tell you, Sister Karen, that I, I, I believe that he believed that Jesus Christ was going to take care of everything. I, 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 I can say without hesitation or mental reservation as I get ready to go to my seat. That on March the 26th, that when the Lord called him from labor to refreshment, that he had been dealing with the stroke and the impact of the stroke and the impact of the sickness and the impact of the pain and the impact of the personal perplexities that he dealt with. But on March the 26th, the Lord said, guess what, Brother Pettis? I'm getting ready to do something for you that you have never experienced on earth. And I can see Brother Pettis as the Lord comes and lifts his spirit out of his body, saying, I got a whole nother body that's better than the body you got right now. See, the body you got right now gets old. The body you got right now has gray hair. The body you have right now is stroke infected. The body you have right now is dealing with the calamity of everything this world gets. But Brother Pettis, if you come on up a little bit higher, I got something better for you. There is a body that God has prepared for those who know him in the pardon of his sin. And so guess what Brother Pettis is able to say? May the works I've done. Speak for me. May the works I done speak for me when I'm resting in my grave and there's nothing more to be said. May the works I've done, let it speak for me. And so, Brother Pettis, you serving as a usher is now giving a testimony to our God. You're serving as a deacon now 
now shouts to our Savior. Your servant, the church of Jesus Christ, now glorifies the Holy Ghost. Brother Pettis, you hear the voice of our God saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come on up a little bit higher and I'll make you ruler over many things. Let me close right now because when you look at the very beginning of this text, you see there's a number that's called 144,000. 12,000 from each of the tribes of Israel. But Brother Pettis was part of another number that no man or woman can number. And they came from all parts of the earth. And they came from all genders. And they came from all nationalities. And they stand before the Lamb and our God to be judged and given their reward. So Brother Pettis, take your crown. Brother Pettis, take your seat. Brother Pettis, praise our God. Brother Pettis, shout hallelujah. Brother Pettis, dance on the streets of glory. Brother Pettis, tell the Lord thank you and hold a seat for us. As we prepare for our recessional, we're going to ask if we could have uh, persons to come and be flower bearers, as well as those who will be pallbearers. If you would come to my right, your left, if you're going to be a pallbearer, would you come down at this time? We need persons to serve as flower bearers would you come as well we're going to ask that at this time everyone with the exception of the family if you would stand as we prepare to recess let us pray God we thank you for the life the love and the legacy of your dearly departed servant right now God if you would in your own powerful way give comfort to this family and God if you would remind us of the fact that earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal thank you for Deacon Alonzo Pettis thank you for his work thank you for his salvation in Jesus name we pray amen
Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am there, you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going? And who will show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except by me. For I know that my Redeemer lives. And that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though the skin worms shall destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold not another, though the rains be consumed within me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me? They stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire, that I may seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life in the house of the Lord forever.